2: And welcome back to another episode of Storytime, the holy grail of great stories from around the interwebs. I'm your host, Will Seasoned Curlies McFadden. And as you all know, I usually take it upon myself to sift through the flaming wreckage that is the internet and bring the best of the best of the best of the best stories to all of you little fable babies out there. Except today, you all are gracing me with your stories. That's right, it's another Listener Tales episode, which means you provide the stories for me and then I share them and everyone lives in infamy until the end of time or something like that. So thank you all and You're welcome. I'd also love to take some time this episode and read some of the glowing reviews you've all left on the pod, so if any of you sweet little fable babies out there left a review, keep your ear holes open, because I might just be shouting you out. All right, well, let's dive headfirst into our first story, and let me tell you, it is a dookie, I mean a doozy, gives new meaning to the term get your shit together. Enjoy. Enjoy.
3: So this is uh, about five or six years ago now. I was in Toronto and I had just started a new job at Google. And I was absolutely thrilled. It had been years of applying and trying to get in uh, to this company and I was feeling uh, pretty excited. Um, So I started Google, and uh, they are really big on uh, socializing and events, and it's a great way to network and meet people. So on Fridays, uh, they would have a sort of afternoon drinks and snacks thing. Uh, And so I went, I went to the first one, and I said to the people that were there, I'm like, look, I'm only gonna have one beer, then I've gotta go home, got things to do. Well, it never works out that way, does it? One beer turned into five to ten to what have you. And then it ends up being me, uh, a woman who is the head of marketing, her partner who had showed up to join for drinks, maybe a couple of other people. We're having a great time. And they say, why don't we all go for further drinks and dinner at the fancy restaurant next door? And so we decide, okay, um, let's all just go back to our desks, get our things, you know, ready, pack up. Um, And I said, sure, Uh, I also just was gonna go by the bathroom because I was feeling pretty close to shitting myself. Um, So I'm I'm trying to get to the bathroom and I guess I'd left it too late to sort of like make that move. And I think what I thought was maybe a fart was a gamble that I lost and I sharted myself. (laughs) Um, and I'm quite drunk at this point, so I get into the bathroom, and uh, I, I go into the stall and I take down my pants. Um, and it's it's a it's like a, a significant shot, like it's like a cup of shot. It's not it's not um, a wipe, and you know maybe change your underwear. This is a problem. And I'm in the stall, pants down, but because I'm drunk, I somehow manage to get it on me so it's on my hand and in my panic i'm reaching for the the toilet paper and i get it on the toilet paper dispenser and then the wall and then i realize that it's also somehow on the exterior of my jeans Uh, and then i'm just panicking even further i don't know why but i remember touching the door handle which was really silly because now it's on the door and i'm just freaking out so i literally have a moment where i'm like Okay, you're either going to have to have to bail, have to call this off, just make some excuse and get the fuck out of here because this is unsavable. You, you cannot pull this off. Um, or you are gonna pull your shit together and uh, you're gonna make this happen. So I take off my shoes, I take off my socks, I take off my pants, I take off the underwear, I clean myself up, I clean the stall up as best I can, and I pull back on my jeans and I'm like, all right, okay, no, I think I can do this, I think I can do this. Of course, the problem was it was a Friday and I had uh, the underwear, uh, which I couldn't really do anything about. So um, if I had put it in the garbage, it would have stunk up the entire bathroom. The cleaners wouldn't have come till Monday evening or something like that. So it was just too risky. So of course, it made perfect sense to me uh, to flush the underwear. I'm like, you know what? These are very powerful toilets. The flush is strong. It's going to be fine. So I put the underwear in the toilet and I flush and of course you know exactly what happens. They fully block the toilet. There is There's no plunger, there's no ability for me to, uh, to fix this. Um, I didn't reach my hand in there to unblock it. I just watched, um, as it overflowed, um, and feces, um, sort of scattered across the floor. Um, and at that point, I just decided to walk away. i not proud of that moment, uh, but uh, I decided that I would make it someone else's problem. Um, so I don't really know what happened, uh, but the bathroom was cleaned up and the toilet was, un- was unblocked. Um, what did happen for me though, is I was able to get completely cleaned up, uh, look at myself in the mirror, pull myself together uh, and say, you know, this is a big opportunity to go and network. So you, you, you pull it together. Uh, I never told anyone. And uh, I went out for fancy drinks and dinner at the restaurant nearby. And that is the story about how I shit myself at Google.
2: Wow. Uh, Can we take a moment and thank the true hero of this story? The custodial staff member who dealt with the aftermath? Also, big mistake trying to flush the boxers. Either you need to rip them up into tiny little shitty pieces and then flush them, or just set them on fire, triggering the sprinkler system and cleansing yourself of all the shit. It's like a free shower. Also, coincidentally, my new band is named Cup of Shart. Weird. Hey, thanks for sharing, Will. All right, it is review time, my sweet little fable babies. So if I just open up my Apple Podcasts here, let's see. Oh, okay. Uh, Vasha says, love it. It's like listening to a Ryan Reynolds sarcasm with story times in between. It's great content. Oh, well... Thank you very much, Vasha, and dare I say, anytime that anyone wants to compare any part of me, literally any part of me, mind, spirit, wiener, etc., to the grand talent and king hunk of all other hunks, Ryan Reynolds, I will take it. I will take it to the bank. So thank you so much, Vasha. You speak directly to my heart. I feel cool and cute all at the same time. And speaking of cool and cute, our next storyteller is named Marissa, and she called in and shared this tale on our storytime hotline. Give it a ring.
1: I was coming out of college. I had studied communications and broadcasting and advertising and all the stuff that's under mass communication. And nobody really knew back then what that really was. And basically, I was very excited when I graduated to get started. So I tried to get a job in my field and didn't have a lot of luck. And I had done like a lot of internships, but with no promise of getting employment. So things were looking a little bleak. I had a friend of a friend that told me about this advertising agency in Manhattan. Now this is back in the 90s, early 90s. It was advertising agency and their focus was on, um, you know, tapping into the Hispanic market and that was going to be their niche. And I was excited because I was Hispanic, and I'm thinking, that's it, they have to give me this job. And it was a friend of a friend that told me about it, and they got me a sort of an interview, an informal interview. So the day of this interview, I have my outfit, I put on my makeup perfectly, I'm ready to go, I have my resume. Back then you had everything printed, and I had my little folder and the whole thing. I was very excited to go into the city and and meet Um, one of the people from the advertising agency, and I'm hoping they would give me an opportunity. So I'm living with my mom, and I have the outfit, my mom approves it, but then I realize it's kind of like the fall, and I don't have a jacket. I have like a blue jean jacket, I have like these puffy jackets, but I don't have a a, like a formal coat to go with my outfit. So my mom lends me like this long leather three-quarter jacket. And um, this is like, you know, popular at the time. And it fit perfect. So I wear this with my outfit. I take the train all the way into the city. And I look good. And I think I'm going to get this job. So I go to the interview. I explain to them how wonderful I could be and to give me the opportunity to work with this ad agency. So this was my big break. So after the interview, I'm thinking, I did well. I go into the coat closet of the um, reception area, and um, I finish with the interview and everything. And I grab my jacket, which is really my mother's jacket, and I say thank you, and I leave with my resume. And I get back on the train and head home. When I get home, I tell the family the great news and what a wonderful interview I have, and I'm hoping for the best. So the next day um the phone rings they don't have cell phones at this time this is all house phones and my mother answers and she's like honey it's the advertising agency I even forgot the name of it it's probably not in business anymore and I run to the phone and I'm like so excited I'm like this is it I pick up the phone it's the reception area and they said that I had taken somebody's jacket So here was my big break, but really they called me back because I had taken someone else's coat, which happened to be my mother's coat, but it wasn't. Uh, Apparently it was a popular jacket, and everybody wore that jacket at that time. And I guess with the nerves, I erroneously took someone else's jacket. So that was a big break. The agency called me back. I had to go back into the city, went over there, returned somebody's coat. Retrieved my mother's coat and came back home without a job. So this is my funny big break. Um, thought I had a chance and that was the funny time that I didn't get the job.
2: Marissa, I just want to say they don't deserve you. And in hindsight, it sounds like you should have worn the puffy jacket or the jean jacket. You would have stood out from the pack. The old white man ad exec would have been like, "Who's that? She's different. She's fresh. She's not wearing the same three quarter length leather jacket that every other girl has. Hire her now. I'm gonna go sleep with my secretary." Sorry, I've been uh, I've been rewatching Mad Men. Speaking of Mad Men. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who's having fun? Raise your hand if you're having a good time. My hand's up. It's a podcast. can't see it. Anyway, reading all these nice reviews is giving me all the feels, guys. Especially this review from Detonge that says, I look forward to every episode. Such fun and easy voices to listen to. It's like you're listening to your buddies tell stories. Oh, that's a heart warmer. My heart is so warm. Calling me a buddy... Oh, man, you know what? You guys aren't just my fable babies. You're also my fable buddies. And each like and subscribe and download makes my day just a little bit better and a little bit brighter. I am feeling the love, and I love that feeling. Okay, um, I'm getting a little weepy, so please enjoy this next and final story from Trace while I take a little time to regain control over my emotions. <laughs>
6: I was on a water ski team in college, and I made some friends. I made a, a friend from Spain, and he was really cool. And so one day we're hanging out, he's like, hey man, me and my other buddy, we're gonna go snow skiing. And I'm like, all right, cool, this is in Ohio, so there's not a whole lot of places to snow ski that are mountainous. So we go to this little, this little landfill, and I've hung out with Alberto a lot, but I haven't hung out with Miguel, the other guy. And so we get all our stuff on, I'm like, I'm excited. you know. Haven't gone snowboarding in a bit. So we're hanging out, getting pretty lit, having a good time. And all of a sudden, Alberto's like, hey, uh, my friend on the sailing team has a birthday today. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I didn't know we had a sailing team. He's like, yeah. So me, Miguel and Alberto drive back to walk around town and find this sailing house. A sailing house from the outside looked like a normal house. But uh you get inside and like it's some like just there's rope attached to everything. And I mean I know how rigging kinda works and blah 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 knots, bullshit, you know, you got when you're sailing and stuff, but these guys were like some kinky shit. They all had like secret doors and whatever that they had could like pull one rope and all of a sudden another room would open up. It was weird. I didn't know how it would work. The house was definitely different and had secret rooms. It was weird. So Like, go in, and nobody's there, and they're like, oh, we're up here, and we're like, where? All of a sudden, this pulley, you know, you see this rope moving, this door opens, like, oh, we're in here, I'm like, okay, walk through this, like, super skinny hallway into this big-ass room, there's, like, 10 or 12 people in there, and Alberto and Miguel know them, I don't know these people, I have no idea who they are, and they seem cool, whatever, you know, there's a few girls and a bunch of guys, that's normal, and, uh, it's some you know, somebody's birthday. And they're passing around this bong that and I've seen I've seen a bong before obviously, but this one was like a designer one. This bong looked like some kind of Swiss cheese, flattened, I don't know, it was clear and had holes in it everywhere and I don't it was nothing like I've ever seen before. And they're like, Hey, you want you want to head a rip? I'm like, fuck yeah, sure, I'll I'm not gonna say no, I gotta be polite. So I take a rip. And Alberto and Miguel say no because they don't smoke. And all you know, all of a sudden I'm immediately I get like really, really high. And so they pass it around, we're hanging out, they're hanging out, and they give it back to me. I'm like, oh man, I shouldn't, but I will be polite and I'll hit it again. So I hit it again. Because I'm not a little bitch. And then I get just high as giraffe pussy. Way, way too high. All of a sudden Alberto taps me on the shoulder, he's like, hey. Let's go get some food i'm like yeah that's probably a good idea i'll probably feel better after that so we go wandering around the city again and he's like i could really go for an american burger and i'm like okay but mcdonald's is really far away he's like no i want like a greasy american burger i'm like all right i know there's this this like straight up old style burger place like uh like a diner almost that was like super skinny building you know, you could see the kitchen and there was a few chairs and a few, uh, few, uh, booths. So we finally get there and we sit down at the bar. There's they don't serve alcohol. It's just a, you know, cool diner style. And, you know, Alberto's, you know, talking up to lady and stuff. She's the only one that works there. And then the chef, that's it. So there's just two people. This is a very small building, very small, one door in. That's very important. There's one door into this building. And so... You know, we order our food. We get, we all get burgers and fries. And there is this, there's another, like, another couple in there. And then there's one other couple. And so the one couple in the far corner is this dude who's got a big beard. He's kind of short and he's wearing all camo, all camo, just a camo beanie, camo shirt, camo shoes, camo pants. And so you barely see him. Just kidding. Uh, but uh, the girl he's with is super hot. Smoke show. Oh, my gosh. He's wearing all black. Nice little dress. This beautiful blonde lady. And I'm just wondering, like, how are they? How are they? Like, what is was the d- dynamic here? And I'm still so fucking high. All of a sudden, the dude stands up and he's like talking. I can't hear what's going on, but he's like talking to the girl, his the girl he's with. And he goes up to the counter. and He's like, hey, can you hold our spot? And I'm like, why does, he want, why does he want them to hold a spot? It's like one o'clock, in the, you know, one o'clock in the morning and there's plenty of room here. Nobody else is in here yet. You know, there's like seven other spots I could sit at. And the lady at the counter's like, no, I'm sorry, I can't hold your spot, but you know, like, you'll be fine. And I was like, yeah, he'll be fine. And he's like, what if I give you my ID? And, and she's like, no, I'm not, I can't hold a spot, and I won't need to hold your spot. It'll be fine. So he make a big deal of it. He goes, sits down back at the chair. He's talking to the lady back and forth. I'm freaking out. I have no idea what's going on. And all of a sudden, this is where part where I just lose it. He gets up, and he goes to the lady, and he's like, hey, what if you hold this ID? It's my concealed carry license. I was like, oh, my God. He just told all of us right now that he has a gun on him. And she's like, no, that's not going to work either, sir. I'm sorry. And I'm like, I'm looking at Alberto and Miguel. They have no idea what's going on. I'm thinking like maybe there's a cultural barrier here that they're just not realizing that this dude has a gun. Maybe in Spain you can do that. I don't know. So like this dude's got a gun. So he goes, sits back down on the thing, stands up, tries to get her to, you know, like I, like he literally says like, this is my concealed carry's license. Can you hold my spot? And she's like, no, sir. Sorry. So they walk outside, both of them. And I'm freaking out now. I'm like, oh my gosh! Did I like it turned to Alberto. I'm like, dude, what the fuck is going on? He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, did you not just? We're sitting right here, and some shits going down. And he's like, no, dude, we're just waiting for our food. I was like, oh my gosh! So am I just high right now? Is it me? Am I just overreacting, or was that weird? And like, I look at the you know me and the lady in the counter, are like making eye contact when you know he was showing the concealed carries license. I was like, I was like, what's going on? So I feel like she was on the same page I was, but she was doing. Doing way better to keeping her cool than I was I was, I was freaking out all of a sudden the dude when the camo and his girl comes back in and They like sit down and they like they talk a little bit more and then they get back up and walk back out I'm like, holy shit. He's like gonna case the place. He's gonna hold us all up I'm like, why would he do that? There's no money in here. Look at this place. It's so small. There's nobody in here I'm Like Alberto, I am leaving and I'm like you guys should too They're like no, we're gonna wait for our food. I'm like I'm getting out of here so I walk out go outside, cross the street, and hang on the other corner. I'm like, okay, at least I can see if he comes back in. He goes back in two more times with this girl, back and forth. They don't get food, they don't get nothing, all right? And I'm still out there, freaking out, still fucking high, and Alberto finally comes up like, hey, dude, your food's ready. I'm like, man, I don't know if I'm going in there. That shit's crazy. And Alberto's like, no, the dude left. I'm like, yeah, I saw he left, but what if he comes back? And Alberto's like, he won't come back. I'm like, are you sure? I'm like, look, look at me in the eyes, man. Am I just high right now, freaking out, or did you notice any of that stuff? He's like, I noticed it, but it's not that big a deal, man. I think it's cool. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna trust you. So, we go back in, eat the burger. It was fucking delicious. Smashed on it, the munchies, all that shit. We go back out, nobody died, it was all good. Went to bed, totally fine, great. And then, like, mysteriously, Like a few weeks later, that place burnt to the ground. And so, yeah, that's my story, Fable Babies, at the time that I thought I almost died.
2: Okay, a couple things to unpack there. Uh, First off, don't do drugs, I guess? Also, passing the bong doesn't make you a little bitch. It's cool to pass on grass, kids, especially if you're already higher than the vagina of a giraffe. So know your limits. Um, also, it seems like Alberto got the true American experience. Uh, kinky sailors, a greasy hamburger, and the threat of gun violence. And that's that's it in a nutshell. All right. Before we wrap this episode up, let's read one more review from... Oh, what the fuck? Hold on. A letter just slid under my door. Weird. Uh, the envelope says review on it did one of you take time to mail me a review that is so thoughtful and kind my first physical piece of fan mail oh oh my god okay let's see what we got here dear will i just wanted to say that your podcast is so delightful just kidding it's your mom and now that i have your attention your rent is late and by the way i'm charging you rent now xoxo gossip mom Gossip mom, you know what? I'm gonna give my mom a one-star review for being not a nice mom and a crappy landlord, so suck on that, mom. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's episode. As always, I want to take a moment to thank all of the listeners out there, everyone who's submitted a review, and everybody who sent a story in today. We couldn't do these episodes without you, and honestly, they're some of my favorite. If you would like to be featured on an upcoming episode of Storytime, type it up or send an audio file to storytime at collab.inc, and we'll share our favorites on an upcoming listener episode. Oh, you're still listening. Cool, cool, cool. Well, if you've gotten this deep into the episode, you might as well rate it, review it, and share it with a friend. Or an enemy makes no difference to me as long as I get those sweet, sweet streams. Storytime is produced by iHeartRadio and Collab. Executive producers Eric Jax, Song Kang, and Will McFadden. Hosted by Will McFadden. Produced by Jessica Eccles, Jason Shapiro, Daniela Mora, and Jenny Ulmer. Written by Jenny Ulmer. Sound design by Tony Maddox. Original score by Scott Simons. Cover art by John Kusagaya. Animation by Bella Bouchon.
4: Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee.